Welcome to the Ambassadors for Christ Outreach Ministries podcast. So we are Christ ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. My hope and prayer is that this month's series has encouraged and empowered you to have faith in God in every aspect of your life. We have diligently discussed the book of James, covering a wide range of topics concerning the matter of faith. On week one, we talked about the, the, the theme. What was it? Do you remember? Good. Thanks for listening. Counting all joy. There you go. Uh, everybody's like, oh, yeah. We learned that from James that no matter what life brings us to, we are told to do what? Count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptations because we learned that the trying of our faith worketh patience. We learned that in order for us to conquer tribulations, uh, that we would have to be sure to have the right perspective, patience, and prayer. And in week two, we discussed the topic. What was week two's topic? We all remember. <coughs> Fighting temptations, yeah. James chapter 2, y'all don't take no notes, taught us that if we were going to conquer temptation, we are going to have to recognize the cause of temptation. Yeah. And not only that, we're also going to have to recognize the exit signs that also comes with temptation. We found out that every temptation is brought about in life because of our own fleshly desires. But we must remember that there, in temptation, God will offer a way of escape. Has anybody in the month of March been looking for your way of escape? Amen, amen. On last week, now everybody should remember this one. We talked from the topic of kingdom language. If we are to be ambassadors of Christ, our words must align with God's voice. We learn that we must possess words of peace, words of power, and words of praise. Which brings us to week four, the final installment of this faith series entitled Faith Did For Me. In my studies, I came across a young man in the scripture uh, that was, uh, was hindered by his natural abilities. But the Bible says in the very last verse, throw it back up on the screen, 52, it says, Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Here it is. Thy faith has made thee whole. We come upon, as we look at this scripture, uh, we fall upon the, a man named Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus was a blind man. And we will realize that in this journey, as we look at what happened between verses 47 and 52, uh, that even though Bartimaeus was blind, he still had sight. So when you think on that term, having the sight of a blind man, Anybody know somebody that's blind? On their way to be blind? Okay, all right. Does this even sound uh, legitimate? Having the sight of a blind man? Is it even possible? One could even ask, how can you ask me to have the sight of a blind man when it is apparent that blind people can't see? It is an oxymoron, and it, does, it, it sounds weird, yet I believe 
that God knew exactly what he was doing when he allowed Jesus to meet up with the blind man named Bartimaeus. You see, Bartimaeus was a man that could not see with his natural eye. Before we begin to dissect this particular passage of scripture, I feel the need to give a brief commentary about Bartimaeus' condition in hopes that it might stimulate your mind as we this morning discuss further the meeting between him and Jesus Christ. As we look at this condition, being blind, we find that this illness prohibits him from being able to perform one of the most important tasks of the human body, blindness. What is blindness? Blindness is the condition of lacking visual perception due to physiological or neurological factors. Various scales and measurements have been developed to describe the extent of vision loss and define what blindness is. Now, total blindness, in its definition, is the complete lack of form and visual light perception and is clinically recorded as NLP, an abbreviation for no light perception. Y'all stick with me. I'm going somewhere. When you're blind, you have no light perception. How many people do you know are spiritually blind and have no light perception? Yeah. Blindness is the frequently used is frequently used to describe several visual impairments with residual vision. Those described described as having only light perception have no more sight than the ability to tell light from day or light from dark and the general direction of a light source where it's coming from. God is about to reveal some spiritual implications within the explanation of this physical condition that Bartimaeus suffered from. Many people with serious visually impairments can travel independently, did you know that? Using a wide range of tools and techniques. Tools such as the white cane with the red tip. Y'all know that, right? Yeah. The intentional or the international symbol for being blind. Nobody that can see carries that thing around. So if you got it, that means you're blind and you can't see. Maybe may also be used to improve mobility. That stick helps them improve their mobility. A long cane is used to extend the user's range of touch sensation. It is usually swung in a low sweeping motion across the intended path of travel to detect obstacles. I feel the urge to wedge in parenthetically that every child of God has a blind man's cane. What do you mean, Pastor? Glad you asked the question. That means you're listening. David says, thy rod and thy staff, what do they do? They comforted me. The white cane with the red tip represents Jesus and his blood. Just as the cane extends the range of touch for the blind man, Jesus is our guide and compass, and he goes before us on our journey in order to detect and deter future obstacles. 
So we can conclude on this morning that Bartimaeus was blind in his natural. However, his faith gave him sight that no man or illness could take away. I pray that by the end of this message on this morning, each and every one of us here today would consider being more like Bartimaeus. Yes. As we dive right into this text, we find that though Bartimaeus was blind, he was able to see at least seven things. Now, any black person that's ever been in church, when you hear the word seven, that means there are seven points to the sermon. And now you know we're going to be here for two hours. Not an AOC. <laughs> Stick with me. You better take notes because we're going to move fast. Firstly, Bartimaeus saw the power of Jesus. The eighth part of verse 47, it says, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, I'm going to say it again, and when he heard, because he couldn't see, that it was Jesus of Nazareth. At this point in his life, Bartimaeus has become weary in his fight with his condition. How many of us have ever been to a point in your life that you just want to throw in the white towel? He had gotten to this point where he was done with this condition of blindness. Even through his physical ailment and pain, even through his inability to see the beauties of God's creation, even through his inability to tell night from day, blind Bartimaeus was able to see the power of Jesus. The Bible says, and when he heard that it was Jesus... Anytime, people of God, you hear this kind of statement, you've got to get excited because something wonderful is about to happen in the scripture. Touch your neighbor, say, it's about to go down. Anyone who is blind will tell you that when you lose your ability to see, your other senses are enhanced. So when Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus coming, he saw the power of God. That ought to encourage somebody here today. Though time may seem hard and life may weigh heavy on you, you've got to realize that your miracle is closer than you think. Bartimaeus' faith outweighed his inability to see. Romans 10 and 17 says it like this. So then faith cometh by seeing. No, it says Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So even though I cannot see Jesus in my situation, I can hear people calling his name. And now my situation is already looking better. That's why you got to come to church. That's why you got to engage in the worship experience. Because the testimonies of the saints will encourage you and empower you. I believe that Bartimaeus had been convicted in his heart by the many testimonies that Jesus has the power to heal and set free. You've got to understand that before we can even reach chapter 10 of St. Mark, we, have, we realize that Jesus had already performed multiple miracles. He was walking around doing all kind of craziness for people. Jesus healed a paralyzed man in Capernaum. He calmed the storm while the disciples were on the boat with his voice. He healed a man possessed of demons. He raised Jairus' daughter from the dead while healing 
healing a woman with the issue of blood without even touching her. He also fed 5,000 with two little tuna fish and five little one of them loaves that you get at Thanksgiving. And he even walked on water. By the time Jesus reached Bartimaeus, he had already established himself as a healer, a deliverer, and a miracle worker. Secondly, Bartimaeus not only saw the power of Jesus, he saw the urgency. Somebody say urgency. The B section of verse 47 says, he began to cry and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. People of God, we have got to get to the point in our lives when we are not afraid to cry out to get God's attention. We have the opportunity every day to be in God's presence, in the presence of the Lord. And we miss out on our breakthrough because we are afraid to cry out to God. Instead, we hold in a lot of unhealthy issues. Yes, sir. Walking around just suffering in silence. Yes. Looking good on the outside and tore up from the floor on the inside. Yes. Looking rich on the outside and poor on the inside. We have the tendency of allowing ourselves to suffer with private pains. All because we will not open up our mouths and get God's attention. There was nothing more important to Bartimaeus at this point in his life than him receiving his sight. I ask you on this morning, is there anything in your life that you need God to deliver you from? Then that's the only important thing you need right now. If that is you, you ought to shout, it's me. It's me. So what did Bartimaeus do? The script, he saw the urgency and began to cry out to get Jesus' attention. Ask your neighbor, say neighbor. When was the last time you got God's attention? Thirdly, Bartimaeus saw the problem with the people. Everybody has this experience in our life once or twice. In verse 48, uh, you see it says, And many charged him that he should hold his peace. Bro, shut up. We see Jesus coming. Our eyes working. Yours ain't. Shut up. Oh, hold your peace. Bartimaeus realizes that if we was ever going to get uh, his healing from Jesus, he would first have to pass the people test. Wow. Yes, sir. It amazes me how someone could open their mouth to tell Bartimaeus to be quiet. This reminds me of some church folk. Yeah. Some folk that's sitting next to you today. We can be in worship and the Spirit of God can be moving upon the people and you will have somebody over in the corner turning their nose up, got their arms folded, sitting all behind, you know, so won't nobody see them, you know, saying, I don't know why they got to do all this shouting and hollering like that. I don't know why she got to move chairs every time she shout. Why you got to take your heels off? Knowing you ain't wash your feet this morning. We got people like haters in the church house trying to get you to shut up and hold your peace. I don't understand why they have, have to praise and worship for an hour. I don't know why uh, the preacher keeps speaking prophetically into people's lives. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. 
We all have to understand that the house of God is a place where healing and miracles are expected to occur. If it don't happen in your house, it will happen in this house. These people tried to stop Bartimaeus from getting his healing because they thought he was disturbing the peace. I don't know about you, but, but the way I am, when I need something from God or when I need him to move in my life in a right now moment, I'm going to do everything in my power to get his attention. I don't care what the deacons say. I don't care what the greeters may say. I don't care if I stepped on your foot while I was shouting. I don't care what the congregation thinks about how silly my dance looks. I don't care about disturbing your peace. I came here to get God's attention. I need something from God, and I need it right now. Oh, you got to get like that commercial. I need my money, and I need it right now. Because I'm about to do what I have to do to get what I need from God. You see, people will try to tell you that it don't take all of that. And you need to sit down and, and praise him in your spirit. You don't have to be all loud. You can do that on the inside. But I'm here to encourage you that if you ever need to get, you need to get in the mindset of blind Bartimaeus and realize that if I'm ever going to get Jesus' attention, I'm going to have to make some noise. Y'all think we just be telling y'all to make some noise and worship just because we want to see how it sounds. But I understand that there is a certain sound that shifts atmospheres. There is a certain sound that can shift your life and shift your mentality. So when I say y'all ought to shout hallelujah, I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it on your behalf. Oh, somebody ought to shout hallelujah. This puts us in number four. Bartimaeus saw the importance of getting crazy for Jesus. You ever seen somebody in church? It used to happen in the Black Baptist Church a lot. Uh, uh, they, uh, you know, they the movers and the shakers. What I mean by that, they literally shake and they move everybody. You ever been, been in an uncomfortable situation in the church where they got pews and not seats? And you're in the middle of the pew, yeah. and there's only two exits, yeah. and ain't no middle aisle, and that one in the middle starts to shout, yeah. and the whole pew start rocking. Yeah. <laughs> then you see everybody break out in the aisle, and they gotta make their way into the aisle. You got people pushing them while they're shouting all the way into the aisle. Bartimaeus saw the importance of getting crazy for yes, Jesus. Sir, yes. In the B section of 48, it says, but he cried the more a great deal. This was yes. in response to them telling him to shut it up. He cried the more a great deal, and he got out and said, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Does anybody recognize that Bartimaeus never asked for God to receive his sight while he was crazy? He just said, God, have mercy on me. Sometimes you ain't even got to get it out your mouth. God knows when you shout hallelujah what you need. Or oh, somebody ought to know when to make a sound and when to shut up. Thou 
son of David, have mercy on me. The Greek word for cried used in this verse, and I said it earlier in worship, is kratzo. Somebody say kratzo. You got to roll the tongue. It has to make you feel good on the inside. Say kratzo. Yeah, somebody going to say that at work tomorrow. I'm about to kratzo on you. Which is a verb that means to lose your mind or to scream vigorously. And I believe that Bartimaeus has come to a point in his life where he really needed Jesus to come through for him. I believe that Bartimaeus has made up in his mind that I'm not leaving here the same way that I came. I'm sorry to inform you, Sadiddy church folk, that you might be sitting next to someone that is not afraid to kratzo, lose their mind for God in hopes that they might get his attention. When the people begin to tell Bartimaeus to hold his peace, to shut his mouth, he just got louder in his cry. I can hear him quoting David, one thing have I desired of the Lord and that will I seek after. Do I have any people in the house that got faith to believe that I'm going to stay focused in this season of my life and I got one thing on my mind that I need God to deliver me from. I got one thing on my mind that I need God to do for me and I'm going to seek after it. I can see Bartimaeus acting like one of them flag men on the runway of the airport got him Jesus right to where he was. I'm here, Lord, right this way, Jesus. I need to talk to you for a minute. Do you know what happens when you go crazy for Jesus in spite of what other people around you think? Do you understand what happens, people of God, ambassadors for Christ, when you decide to stand where you are, no matter where you are, and proclaim the name of Jesus. When you go crazy for Jesus in spite of what everybody else thinks, the answer is very, in verse 49, it says, and Jesus stood still. When you decide to have faith and believe God for anything and shut that thing out, verse 49 says, and Jesus will stand still. And commanded him to be called. And they, the scripture says, and they called the blind man, saying unto him, be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. Watch out there now. <laughs> Look what happens. Are you paying attention? Yes. Look what is the result of your kratzo. Firstly, you have just received Jesus' full attention. That's great. That's wonderful. And secondly, watch this. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise. What just happened, Pastor Marcus? I'm glad you asked your second question. You really paying attention today. God has just made your haters encourage you. He allowed your shushing corner to become your amen corner. The same people that was telling you to shut up and not telling you Jesus is calling you. God has the power to change the naysayers in your life into your intercessors. But a 
Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus saw the importance of being crazy for God even in the midst of people that tried to hold him back. We have to realize, people of God, that nothing in this world can prevent us from the glory of God. Yes. The fifth thing that blind Bartimaeus saw was his healing. I told y'all we weren't going to be long. Verse 50 says, and he, comma, casting away his garments, rose and came to Jesus. Blind Bartimaeus has accepted Jesus' invitation to his miracle, but he realized something very important, something that we all miss, something that some of us are going through right now today. He says to himself, my healing is here. Yes, however, if I'm going to ever receive the fullness of the power and the glory and the mercy and the grace of God, I'm going to have to leave the old stuff behind and move to where Jesus is so that I can go get me some new stuff. A lot of times we can't see our healing because we are not ready to get rid of some old stuff. We still got people that we won't let go of because we are scared not to take them to where we're going. But God is saying, I'm trying to move you and put you amongst new people that are going to elevate you, that are going to be your resource, that are going to be the catalyst for change in your life. Somebody ought to have out your neighbor and say, I'm getting rid of some old stuff. Now tell somebody else, say, don't get left behind. Bartimaeus had no problem with giving up some old stuff. The scripture says, and he, Bartimaeus, casting away, he threw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This means that Bartimaeus was moving closer to Jesus and his garments was flying in the air in the opposite direction. <laughs> now some would laugh at this because you see this, not only is he blind, but he ain't naked. <laughs> you got this crazy, crazy, blind man running towards Jesus naked. Yeah. I had never seen that before. I just noticed that he just threw all his clothes off. I didn't notice that. Maybe he had underwear on, so we're going to keep it PG-13. He had his underwear on. There you go. All right, so he, he threw his garment in one direction, and he was moving closer to Jesus. There are some things in your life that cannot go with you as you walk into your healing. That's why you're still sick. In your mind and in your body, there are some things and some people and some situations and some attitudes and some sayings that you've been saying and some, some text messages that you've been sending and some friends on Facebook, some followers on Instagram, and some tweeting buddies on Twitter that cannot go with you into your healing. And so you need to let them go so that you can get what you need from God. Touch your name and say, they may be in your house. Well, that's going to hurt. So yes, I may be discouraged, but I see Jesus coming up the road to encourage me, so I'm saying goodbye to the discouragement. Yes, I may be sick in my body, but I see Jesus coming and his hands has healing, so I'm saying goodbye to sickness. Yes, I may be down and out, and but I can see Jesus coming with a little bit of joy to hold me over, so I'm saying goodbye to depression. Yes, I may be angry and frustrated with life, but I can see Jesus coming my way like blind Bartimaeus, and he has peace in his hands for me, so I'm saying goodbye 
to my anger. Yes, I may be afraid and timid and fear the enemy, but look over there. Jesus is coming to fight for me. So I'm saying goodbye to my fears of the enemy. Yes, I may be unregulated in my thinking patterns, but I see Jesus coming to hold me in his arms. So I'm saying goodbye to all of my worries. Goodbye to all of my issues. Goodbye to all of those suicidal thoughts. Goodbye to all of my ungodly thinking. Yes, I may be blind, Bartimaeus says, but I heard Jesus say, come unto me. So I'm saying goodbye to blindness because I can see my healing. The sixth thing that blind Bartimaeus saw is how to answer the question. Verse 51, it says, and Jesus answered and said unto him, what will thou that I should do unto thee? I know a lot of y'all, when y'all read that, y'all was like, what? What will thou that I should do unto thee? What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said unto him, Lord, now here's the question, that I might receive my sight. Understand that not only does blind Bartimaeus answer the question correctly as it relates to his physical ailment, he also answers the question correctly as it relates to his spirit. In the beginning of this message, we discussed the physical illness of being blind and we discovered that blind people cannot distinguish light from darkness. Likewise, in the spirit, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are brought from darkness into light. John 8 and 12 says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So Bartimaeus not only received or requested his physical healing, but also his spirit be delivered from darkness. Understand that Jesus asked him an eternal question. Jesus had already knew what was wrong with him physically. Jesus' question was, was eternal. Uh-huh. What shall I do for thee? Uh-huh. Jesus knew that his purpose was to save the world. And if you study the life of Jesus, you realize that every person that he healed in his brief time on earth, 33 years, yes, he was 33 years old when he died, and his ministry was from the age of 30 to 33, three years, and they killed him. He also saved souls. That ought to encourage somebody sitting here today that does not know who Jesus is to want to have a relationship with him. I thank God, I don't know about you, but I thank God for not not only saving me from my issues, but also saving my soul. Bartimaeus knew what to ask for. He said, sight. You see, sight refers to visual perception. Uh Sight assists with aim by guiding the eye. To see simply means to look or to behold or to perceive, to observe, to discern, to understand, and to know. It gives us the ability to form a mental picture. Likewise, in the spirit realm, sight represents 
faith. All right. yeah, yeah. This is how we will understand who God is in our lives. Yeah. This is how we will be able to discern spirits. This is how we will be able to observe and honor God for who he is. Yes. Lastly, uh, I told you we was going to move fast. Number seven, uh, we realize that after blind Bartimaeus saw the power of Jesus, he saw the urgency to cry out. After he saw the problem with the people and he saw the importance of being crazy for God. After blind Bartimaeus uh, saw his healing and saw how to answer the question, the final point in this message is that Bartimaeus saw Jesus. This point culminates our journey alongside Bartimaeus and gives us clear understanding of how God makes provisions for his people. Verse 52 is plainly in the scripture. It says, and Jesus said unto him, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately, somebody say immediately. immediately. He received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Yeah. Here we see that Bartimaeus has finally received what he has been trying to get for a long time. Uh -huh. But there are two things that excited me about this particular verse. Yeah. Uh -huh. One is that the verse states the word immediately. Uh -huh. And if that don't excite you, I don't know what is. <laughs> this lets me know that I don't have to wait any longer for God to do what he said he was going to do. Yeah. A lot of us are in the back of the line thinking that your turn will never come, but I heard a preacher say that God will turn the line around and those that were last is now first. Yeah. Somebody say, my time is now. No longer do I have to watch the clock of my life pass because it's time for my miracle now. How does Bartimaeus receive his sight? Immediately. You might be asking because of his faith. Jesus says, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Because Bartimaeus had the faith to believe that Jesus could fix his problems, he was able to receive his request in a right now moment. I can't urge you today enough. We have got to have enough faith in our lives to believe God for anything. And I dare you that when you request what you need from God to put a time stamp on it. God, I need to be healed and I don't just need to be healed, but I need to be healed by next week. God, I need some money and I don't have a job and I need to pay this bill. This bill is due on the 13th, but God, I need some money by the 12th. And God, I don't just need enough to pay the bill, I need enough to sustain me. Or somebody ought to shout to God and put a time stamp on when you need him to do something for you. We have got to get out of the habit of believing in him just to pay our bills and put food on the table. God is so much greater than that. He is ready to do miraculous things in our lives, but we have got to have the faith to believe that it can happen. Touch your neighbor, poke him real hard and say, believe in something greater. Uh, some of y'all ain't poke, I say poke hard and say believe in something greater because some of y'all sleep. 
Secondly, 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 what excited me in this particular scripture, in this seventh point, I realized what I should do after God blesses me. Yes. The B section of verse 52, it says, and immediately he received his sight. What did he do when he started to see and follow Jesus in the way? You see, once Bartimaeus received his sight, he did not run away from Jesus, but he followed him. A lot of times we come to church and we get encouraged and we get empowered, but because we don't truly follow Jesus in the way, we leave here just as empty as we came. A lot of us want Jesus, but don't want him in us because we got some other stuff in us. And we know that if we put Jesus or accept Jesus in us, that that stuff can't be with us. And we don't want to let that stuff go because All it right. feels good, because it, it holds us over. All right. You know, when we show. This is what we do. Follow Jesus in the way. You see, once blind Bartimaeus got his sight, he didn't run away from Jesus. He followed him. All right. When God delivers us, we have to follow him not only in our actions, but also in our thinking. People should see deliverance all over you. If you're going to be an ambassador, if you're going to put these shirts on and say, church, what's missing you are. If you're going to call yourself a representation of the king, people should see God all over you. God don't talk like that. Y'all know what I'm talking about, curse. God don't lie like that. God don't drink and smoke like that. God don't cheat like that. I said it some, some weeks ago. Some of us ought to get back how we used to be when we was kids and going to church, wearing the WWJD stuff. What would Jesus do? Would you ever ask yourself that question? Before you went up somebody's side somebody's head, before you lost your mind, before you lost your religion, before you cut somebody out, did you say, what would Jesus do? Hmm. Follow Jesus in the way. Yes. Yes. When you enter into a room, the atmosphere should change. Yeah. Because we are ambassadors for Christ. That's right. He saved you so that you can encourage someone else to be saved. This is a good time for you to spread your testimony across the land. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was paralyzed, but now I can walk. I once was mute, but you see I can speak. I once was deaf, but now I can hear. The doctor tried to label me with cancer, but... God labeled me cancer-free. The world tried to tell me I was a nobody, but God says he made me a somebody. Society tried to call me mediocre, but God called me not just a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. Matter of fact, I'm an overcomer. The devil tried to destroy me, but God decreed that no weapon formed against me will ever prosper. Thank you, God, for delivering me. You took my pain and turned it into pleasure. You took my sorrow and turned it into joy. You are, God, my Savior. You are my deliverer. You are my healer. You are my 
redeemer. God, you're all that to me. You are my shelter in the time of storm, my lily of the valley, my bright and morning star. You are my provider. You are my comforter when I can't find nobody. You are my leaning post when I get weak. Thank you, God, for being the source of my strength, the strength of my life, my hope for tomorrow, my joy. God, Jesus, you are my everything. I once was blind, but now I see. That's why I have faith, because faith did it for me. Thanks be to God who gives me the victory. I was weary, wounded, and sad, but faith did it for me. I was sick in my body, and the medicine wasn't working, but faith did it for me. I was about to lose my mind and about to throw in the towel, but guess what? Faith did it for me. I wanted to give up on everything that God had for me, but faith did it for me. I don't know about you, but I've got enough faith to believe God for anything. Somebody ought to give God some praise for the victory in this house. We hope that this message has blessed you and can carry you through your week. For more information, visit www.afcoutreach.com.